I have a what, what, what? You're the type that would. Oh, the type that would. I thought you said I had a high-pitched voice. That too. Like, whatever, dude. Seriously, you sound like a girl. I have a manly baritone. It's gross and kind of gay. Sucks on my phone. <laughs> All right. Um, you want to clap? Sir. I mean, I don't really want to, but it, it seems to be what we do. Okay. One, two, three. Well done. Huzzah. You're, you're clapping on a sixth grade level. <laughs> I actually, I think I was a little behind that time, so this should be delightfully out of sync. Very good. The only reason you can tell things are out of sync these days is because your microphone picks up me talking. <laughs> That's how I line it up. I, like, kind of <laughs> shimmy with the time until it sounds like my speech and the speech on your end of me talking is exactly the same, so I I don't know how sound works the wavelengths cancel each other out or the loud one just covers up the really soft one that sounds right to me that's another reason to get the headset uh whatever continue to live in the stone age <laughs> the stone age you don't have a hands grandpa phone. joel do you also eat raw meat and wear furs god i was in the supermarket the other day and there was some lady talking on her cell phone in the cereal aisle. And I got so mad. I was outraged at her. I'm cool with Just talking like, in general. I'm not cool with talking when you're about to pay for stuff. If you're yeah. on your cell phone when you're about to have an interaction with a store employee, you should hang up your cell phone. I always feel really guilty when I uh, forget to take the headphones out when I'm like buying something at a deli. Because, like, you know, if I'm in a line, I'll leave the headphones in until I'm, like, the next person in line. And you'll just think your life has this totally awesome soundtrack. Yeah, I'll be like, damn, when did this start happening? (laughs) It's like, oh, crap, are there ninjas about to jump through that window? The scary music just came on. Thank you, Yoko (laughs) Shimomuro. Or the soundtrack to Guilty Gear. It's like, what else do I listen to? I realized when I said long ago that there should be a Japanese rock band, which, by the way, they listened, so you're welcome. Uh, I, what, I, what I probably really wanted is the Japanese Guilty Gear soundtrack rock band. <clears throat> but the problem is, I don't think there's any way to adequately, adequately reproduce triple bass. Yeah. I mean, as I've already experienced with the drums on hard, double bass is murder. Well, they don't give you two pedals. When people do double bass, they either have a double action on the pedal or they just have two pedals. Yeah. That trick pedal is such bull. (laughs) I need some of that. You can be like the drummer from Def Leppard and have the snare drum on a pedal. Yeah. I'll also just cut my arm off because who needs it? I think you do. I think... I mean, the problem is we're not trying to add more pedals. We're trying to add more functionality to the pedals that already exist. Yeah, triple bass seems like a really bad idea. Do the Guilty Gear songs have triple bass? Yes. <laughs> is this, what is that like? <laughs> yeah, it's like knowing that there's only so many beats in a measure, they decided to push it as far as was humanly possible. It's like in case anybody ever tries to make this uh, do this in a cover... We have to make sure that it's just as hard as playing the game. The problem is they make all their music with computers. 
A computer can do as many bass hits as you want. No, Dave. They make all the music with their heart. <laughs> On a computer? Yeah, pretty much. But it comes from the heart. I guess. Their heart so is beating about- that fast. <laughs> I think most hearts beat faster than even triple bass. I don't think so, dude. I think if your heart was beating like a triple bass, you would be dying. That sounds like cardiac arrest. Well, what is, I don't know. How much does the heart do when you're like exercising? Most of my knowledge of heart rate comes from like the little graph they have on the treadmill at the gym. I don't so know if that first, much, but I someone think someone in the 20s isn't it like 120 beats a minute if you're exercising? Well, yeah, but that's only twice a second. Triple bass is much faster than that. I don't know if that's true. I guess maybe it is. How it could feels it not like be? it is. Have you ever heard double bass in a metal song? Yeah. I guess. With my newfound rock band experience, I come to respect drummers much more. Or maybe it's just like the slowest triple bass ever. They just have three pedals that they slowly cycle through. <laughs> so it sounds more yeah. like the, the drum breakdown in Toto than it does triple bass. <laughs> do, do, do. Ideally, Why do you have three drums? All things would sound like the the drum breakdown in Toto. That would be awesome. <laughs> They'd be like, all right, we, we've reached the peak of music as we know it. You guys, have you heard this drum? It's awesome. Do, do, do. That was awesome. Do, 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 do. I can't believe I've been playing drums in this band forever, and I I never played drums like that. I can't believe that song came out, and then people were just like, music didn't just stop. (laughs) Like, you would figure the past 25 years or so would have just been all cover bands. Yeah. Africa cover bands. I don't know why I keep hearing about this Bach and Beethoven, it's all about Toto. They were and okay. I, I can't name any of the people in their band. <laughs> Have you heard that? What's up with people claiming that we've never talked about? Um, was it? I don't even remember what it was. Oh, yeah, Venture Brothers. I don't know why Toto made me think of that, but we have totally talked about Venture Brothers. I, I mean, I'm sure it's come up at some point. I'm almost certain that that Mecha Shiva transformation sequence was posted on our podcast at least the part where they're like doing the flying v yeah i mean mecca shiva is it's easily quotable <laughs> and we are a show that is prone to things that are easily quotable because this is fast karate for the gentleman the podcast where occasionally we play video games and then talk about them but rather rarely we did pretty good last week but uh this week the ninja gaiden demo didn't come out in america but we were given a gift that was so much better. Japanese Itagaki business drama. Oh, yeah. No more techno for Itagaki. Lol. When I read his release, I almost felt for him. I was like reading, I was like, okay, so he comes off as a douche in this release, as is to be expected. But I still kind of understand what he's coming from. And then I read Tecmo's rebuttal, and I was like, oh, yeah. No, he's just a douche. Well, I feel like, wouldn't it be funny if all the stuff that he brought to the game wasn't the stuff we always blamed him for? Like the ridiculous boob physics and the slime-covered girls. What if Itagaki left and the games got really bad, but the boobs remained? Yeah, like he was fighting against all that stuff. He's like, you guys didn't even know every day for the past 15 years. It's like, I can understand why my public persona of an asshole would be confusing to you. But I was a good guy. Yeah. 
I wouldn't. I was I, a jerk because it's the only way to protect myself. I didn't want them to nerf Flying Swallow. That was not my idea. <laughs> well, if you think about it, if you go back to Ninja Gaiden 1, that wasn't really boobalicious. So maybe some unknown variable entered the equation during the dead or alive years. <laughs> Mostly dead or alive. You know that he, if he could have, he would have added that. Into the original Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, the, the technology just wasn't there. Well, I mean, he's basically making an 80s action movie the whole time. The only thing he was missing was the shower scene. And with the, <laughs> you know, advances in technology, he could finally get it in there, literally. Oh, Irene. In oh. Dead or Alive 2. <laughs> but it's sort of a weird situation. Like, talk about your sour grapes, him quitting the company. Some of it... I, I mean, I don't know how these contracts were made, but if you take what he says at face value, he was promised money, and then some sort of shift happens in the executives in Tecmo, and then he didn't get this bonus that he was supposed to get, which seemed like one of the major reasons why he was leaving the company. And then Tecmo's like, oh yeah, some other guy promised him that, and now he's not in charge, so we're not going to give you the money, which... I don't think is how business works. <laughs> well, if I it's mean, you, it's only you make if, the... if it's not in your contract, you know, basically nothing is real that isn't written. Yeah, but if you're I I, I assume much as I dislike the guy, I don't he's probably not an idiot, at least not in the like business sense. I don't you get those things in writing and if so, like isn't the contract made with the company, not your boss? Yeah, I guess. But I I always wonder if at a certain level, these things always break down. Like there's a certain level of personal involvement that transcends it's, the it's normal also business Japan. relations. Well, I mean, so it, Japan, like a lot of business in Japan is done by like handshakes and crap. Well, also, if my boss told me I was getting a promotion and then somebody else got it, I think I might be a little pissed off and I might think about leaving. Even if it wasn't written down, like that still sucks. Hey, whatever. He's somebody else is gonna pick him up. He he's the only person in Japan that likes the Xbox. <laughs> so I'm sure Microsoft has a home for him if nobody else does. Does he even need to make money anymore? Shouldn't he be like a cabillionaire at this point? You would think he mu- and he must get some residuals off. Dead or alive. Well, Ninja Gaiden 2 hasn't Maybe even not. come out yet, and he's going to be living off of that for the next, you know, six years. Yeah, well, I mean, not if he's not with the company anymore. He can't make any more remakes of it. That's true. But he's got, you, he must have some piece of the intellectual property. Uh, whatever. I kind of lost faith in him after he said Sigma. He was like, Sigma was kind of shitty shit, and I wish nobody made it, and the people who made it are stupid. And I was like, that's your coworker. <laughs> it's like that's your direct subordinate. Like the guy below you made that game, and he's like, "No, nah, well, that probably, was crappy." Probably because you told him to. I mean, whatever. Your fingerprints are all over that. <laughs> whatever. He's gone. Just give me Ninja Gaiden Two. If I like it, I'll maybe feel slightly worse, but <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Um, that man, there actually is a 
fair bit of things I wanted to talk about uh, re the video game sphere, uh, such as the confirmation of Beyond Good and Evil 2. Here's a question. Why do people like that game still? Everybody likes that game, Dave. You must be the oh. only person on Earth. I've never played it because I let you play it first and you told me it was terrible. And everybody else has told me I was dumb for listening to you and that I should have played Beyond Good and Evil. It's just a crappy Zelda clone with anthropomorphic, like, pig people. It, nobody likes Star Fox Adventures. That's true. And it's basically the same thing. I but guess Dave, it doesn't have that like annoying sound effect and the 10 minutes of text you have to go through every time you pick up an item. <laughs> you also get the whole Pokemon Snap appeal with the camera. Yeah. I mean, that's you gotta catch them all. I mean, I would like that's to a- think that the reason I liked uh, Bioshock was because of like all the immersive gameplay and the complex story. But it was totally Pokemon Snap. I love taking Cause pictures. Because it, it was like a Pokemon, you take a picture. Yeah. It's true. When I'm fighting a Madden Sea Beast, my first instinct is to take a picture of that bitch. <laughs> no, my first instinct is to reload the harpoon gun. And then take a picture later? Well, or I guess. my first instinct is to reload the camera gun and then shoot a camera at her that takes a picture. Well, that might be effective for your photography score. It and doesn't help. I mean, maybe you could take pictures from the inside as you're being digested alive. Whatever, dude. When that hits her in the face with a camera, she's going to feel it. Yeah. They're, well, they're, it's going to be so stunned. Did I just get shot because normally camera? people are shooting rockets. <laughs> maybe they'll just leave. It's like there's a take whole, pity on you. There's a whole fight going on. Everybody's shooting rockets and throwing grenades. You shoot it in the butt with a camera. It turns around and looks at you. Like, really? These guys' rockets aren't doing anything. Did you really think the camera would hurt me? I mean, seriously, come on. I'm embarrassed for the both of us. I think I think that you would think so little of me really speaks volumes. <laughs> it's like, come on, I'm like invincible. You have to shoot me in the mouth with explosives. I don't even really remember what was going on in that game. I remember like you had like a boat. And occasionally you would shoot the same sea monster because you fought that boss like three times. <laughs> and then you would go into the race. And then you would play like the air hockey game. <laughs> it was a Zelda clone. And like, I don't know if you've noticed, but Zelda hasn't been that good in the past couple years. That's true. So how good is a clone of Zelda going to be? Well, that, Beyond Good and Evil came out before Wind Waker. It came out around the same time. No, it came out after. Because I played Wind Waker when I was living in a dorm in college. And I played Beyond Good and Evil when I had an apartment. So it really? must have come out after. That must be, that's just so long ago that I have no recollection of it. Yeah, it all kind of melts together. But even more news from the video game sphere. I read this blog called Game Set Watch. I don't know why. It's usually like... It's kind of faux intellectually stuff isn't that what the new gamer is yeah but not what i write for it (laughs) so they had this thing today that i guess they have a bi-weekly robot games column or something um and they had this thing 
where a guy compared Virtual On to Zone of the Enders. And what? then went on to speak negatively about how Zone of the Enders combat was inferior to Virtual On. And I was like, huh? Well, well I mean, it- technically, yes. But, like... That's because Zone of the Enders wasn't a fighting game. I know. Do we compare Street... We don't compare Street Fighter to Streets of Rage. And it's like, you know, the depth in the Streets of Rage combat just really wasn't there. That's not what the game's about. Like, it's very easy to have you're deep trying combat to save your when you're girlfriend. only fighting one guy. There even weren't even Blaze any girlfriends hot. in Street Fighter. Yeah. yeah seriously, you should have just jumped on that. Seriously. That was a blessing. You even had to go when through Mr. Seven Big, levels. When Mr. Big kidnapped your girlfriend, that was just the perfect excuse. You know she's like, we, sh- we should go save Jenny. And you're like, no, 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 no. She's already dead. <laughs> but I'm inconsolable. We can't give in to their demands. My emotions are showing. Don't you find that vulnerability attractive? Metro City doesn't negotiate with terrorists. Well, yeah. You're we not really associated with, with Metro City. We're more of a loose confederation <laughs> of vigilantes. We might just be the street game. The police who show up to shoot rockets at our enemies uh, normally fight. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they were aiming at us <laughs> and accidentally missed and hit all the other thugs. <laughs> well, I mean, do- it happens nine or ten times during the game, but... You know, yeah, right. Nobody, they don't, low budgets. They don't really have time for rocket launcher training. Nobody uses special moves in Streets of Rage unless you knew exactly where that turkey was. Yeah. If it was on the screen. If you were standing on top of it and accidentally hit all the buttons at the same time. <laughs> special so, yeah, move. Well, okay, I guess I'm doing a special move. It's a good thing that turkey's here. Yeah, that seems that is quite a non sequitur. Especially since... Uh, the combat in Zone of the Enders and Virtual On are really close to each other. Yeah. They're not that far I mean, apart. I I can't say the combat in Virtual On, or rather, the combat in Zone of the Enders is wor- better than the combat in Virtual On, but they're two totally different games. <laughs> like, it's really easy to have complex combat when it's one-on-one in a really small arena. Yeah. The combat in StarCraft is markedly different than the combat in Civilization 4. But I'm willing to give either the benefit of the doubt. (laughs) Yeah, I don't... That seems, yeah. Why would you even make that comparison? Why wouldn't you just say, these are both awesome games? I don't know. And the thing is, like, so he talks about Virtuon for, like, a couple paragraphs. And then the rest of the article is just about Zone of the Enders. And the Virtuon stuff just feels like a total non-sequitur. I think I would have trouble, like, fitting those two into the same sentence or the same podcast. Actually, I wouldn't because the whole podcast will be the two sentences. Virtual On is awesome. Zone of the Enders 2 is also awesome. Yeah. Play them both. Spend a lot of time playing Virtual On. Yeah. Man, those were the days. Try to try to beat the boss as a... Oh, yeah. God, he in sucks. On- <laughs> in Ontario Tangram. Yes. That was brutal. Remember when we thought uh, you, when we were trying to unlock the special robot? Oh yeah, the one that you had to have like a certain date on the machine. Yeah, and then you got him and he sucked. It wasn't even that fun. Yeah, and he was made of like Legos. Yeah, he was lame. 
It was like Balbados crapped out a mine and it turned into a crappy <laughs> robot. And you're like, wow, like, Balbados was already totally lame. Yeah. His spawn could not be much better. I always felt bad playing as Balbados because the trick was to shoot off your arm, dash the the arm that shot mines, dash to the other side of the guy, and then just shoot him in the back with mines. Yeah. But yeah, the there were some characters that just really didn't feel like they fit in the Zone of the Enders rubric, like uh, a farmed battler with the whole like melee attack that takes off 50% of your health. <laughs> as if 50% is, of your opponent's health? Or is it yeah, 50% 50. of a farmed's health as he's trying to make, say, uh, get that melee attack well, to land? Yeah, but like you could use it immediately upon starting the match. <laughs> And if it hit, it was just like, man, I am so cheap. <laughs> it's like, finally, the Uzi is going to take somebody out. No. <laughs> As I shred your virtual armor off. It's like, oh, man, this really makes a difference when he only has 30%. Oh, no, I'm dead before I could finish that sentence because the ice chick used a real move on me. Ah, <laughs> uh, good times. More things. Have you read about all the the controversy with the Metal Gear Solid review limitations? Yes. What a bunch here's of BS qu- that is. Here's the question I bring unto you. Are video game journalists creating their own controversy out of the controversy? Totally. What is media these days but a, you know, snake eating its own tail? It's a totally yeah. self-consumed I don't know, I just like I couldn't get into it when uh EGM was like, we will not publish our review until the game ships so that we will not be hindered by these limitations because it is our duty to give the most accurate assessment we possibly can. Well, I mean, they I sound it's so noble. Well, I agree with that just because it's I think what Konami is doing is pretty stupid. Why bother? Like, oh, you can't mention this, this, this or this. Why why would you do something like that? It it just seems underhanded. But then on EGM side it's just like who cares? Yeah. It's not that big a deal. Like I do think it is ridiculous and I now have some first-hand experience to that. You should see some of like the papers I get with demo copies. Like Devil May Cry had a flow chart of what I was allowed to talk about on what date. Most of which was irrelevant to me, but it was just like, <laughs> do not mention this. Like, you know, like the frog boss with the antennas that are the girls. You could not make any mention of him. Well, that's a spoiler. Yeah. I mean, why, why would I, you even. I guess Konami's is a little more ridiculous in that, like, you're not allowed to talk about, like, hard facts. I don't know wh- how to draw the distinction between the two, but. Like, there's spoilers, and then there's, like, this game has cutscenes that are 45 hours long Oh yeah, in so a row. Yeah, you can't make references to how long the cutscenes are. Who, well, Which is that even you part know of the those review? cutscenes are fucking long. Yeah, I mean, anybody who's played will be playing this game has played the previous Metal Gear Solids, and yeah. they have some long, boring cutscenes in them. I mean, I, I, I think... Just, I feel like Konami tipped their hand already just by saying it. <laughs> Yeah. You can't talk about this. Oh, no, by talking about it or saying you can't talk about it, we've talked about it. Maybe the cutscenes are really, really short, and they don't want to tip off the like hardcore Kojima fans. <laughs> or maybe they're in league with like the people who sell adult diapers, 
and like all the fans are stocking up on that so that they won't have to go to the bathroom in the middle of a cutscene. Yes. And, and then when they find out that the cutscenes can be skipped or paused, they will have the wasted all that be money. Pissed. Yeah, I know. It's like, oh man, I catheterized myself for nothing. <laughs> that was one of the grossest things I ever had to do. And painful. <laughs> It's all right. They'll just go back to doing what they always did. Peeing in Mountain Dew bottles. <laughs> Have you ever heard the story of, like, how Scabs' brother would do that? Yes. Like, on a regular basis? And his room was right next to the bathroom. And he's, like, 28 years old. He's a human being. <laughs> I'm just Peeing saying. Outside I'm not saying superior. I would do it, but if I was 13 years old, that's something that might sound feasible. I'm not saying I'd do it, but I would at least consider entertaining the idea. Yeah, I can never. I don't understand not getting up to pee. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's not that hard. And these days, you could practically bring the game into the bathroom with you. I've like been having a lot of experience with that with R Type Command. Uh oh. The DS, it take it goes everywhere. The PSP, but yes, it's a little bulky, but it's worth it. <laughs> That's where I get my quality strategizing in. Ah <laughs> uh, yes. R Type Command's okay. It's kind of strategy light as these games tend to be. It's all right. Uh. I will not lie. I am playing it mostly for the fan service. Because, <laughs> like, every, almost every mission, you're unlocking more ships, and I'm just like, oh, it's like playing R-Type Final all over again. Well, that's the way fan service, fan service should be. Because I was thinking, like, how are you going to fit boobs into R-Types? Yeah. It's like, well, you've never heard of the boob spaceship. It's just a pair it's of a boobs. It's a spaceship made of boobs that fires boobs. <laughs> It jostles as you move up and down. Its special charge-up is the lactation barrage. Oh, my gosh. It's gross, I know. I was like, well, Artside, maybe you should have stopped at final. (laughs) (laughs) The name would suggest that you thought you were going to. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Just like Halo's the final chapter. Just Uh, like there's no more Metal Gear Solid. I mean, they've already said there is more Metal Gear Solid. But... I am hard-pressed to believe that Snake is not showing up. I guess if anybody would do that, it'd be Kojima, but we'll see. What, are we going to play as Raiden from now on? Nobody wants to play as Raiden. Uh, I, as stupid as Raiden is, it is still one of the most brilliant jokes uh, committed on the video game playing public. What is the most brilliant joke regarding Raiden? Well, that... that People are complaining about having to play Raiden instead of Snake, but that was, like, totally the intent of, like, the whole game was to kind of screw you over like that, which yeah. I think is annoying. And, like, why are you going to screw over the people that are buying your games? But they did it on purpose. <laughs> so that makes it better somehow? Well, not better, but it's, I don't know, not hypocritical. Like, the intent was always there. Oh, Which, to, by the way, I, I don't know if I believe the Resident Evil 5 producers of, like, oh, yeah, we totally, we didn't even hear about that racism thing. 
Oh, we yeah. always were going to have white people in the game. There were white zombies. They were there from day one. Of course. It's like, oh, goodness. Thank God we do but, these things in graphics engines and we can swap color palettes. Yeah. They, they just picked that paint bucket tool right up and they were like, okay. They're going to release Nobody some Nobody will know. It's going to be this guy with this white dude with freckles and red hair. Yeah. The guy on the cover of Mad Magazine getting shot in the face. <laughs> We're not racists. That's Look at how white that guy is. Resident Evil 5, not racist. Seriously, guys, we mean it. Resident we Evil did, 5. We're from Japan. We don't even know what racism is. We don't have any minorities. Seriously. That's why all of our depictions... Well, we do, but we try to ignore them. Yeah. They're up in the north where it's snowy. The gameplay on Resident Evil 5 is still looking pretty sexy, though. Yeah, I, I mean, I... I don't know. I don't... Part of me wants to protest the fact that they... I mean... I can understand the whole racist argument about that game, but at the same time, it's like, well, at least they're basing it in Africa. It's almost the same thing that Far Cry did. Like, the new Far Cry Far Cry 2 is based in Africa, and for a second, for a brief second, I thought, oh, they're going to go, like, the opposite direction, and you're going to play as a black hero. And it's not going to be, like, the stupid black hero from Sin. It's going to be, like... Or a, the guy a, from uh, Gears of War. Yeah, it's going to be a real black Cold hero. Coltrane. Yeah, get on the gonna cold lube train. you up good. It's like I'm not a stereotype, but like, a, then please don't listen to the rap at the end credits. So like then, uh, but then at the very end, like as they're showing you all these sort of vignettes of Africa, it flashes back, and you're just another white dude blowing up stuff in Africa. Well, Far Cry Two is even better because you know how they have that whole like twelve characters thing, and you can play as nine of the 12 i think and the reason you can't play as the other three is because they didn't want to do voice work for the girls <laughs> <laughs> oh savat yearly you don't have a real name he's he's french he's like in our country women are not even considered better than dogs <laughs> oh ho, ho, ho. perhaps we will share a baguette it's like, well, you know, we would have done... It's Yeah, everybody's going to believe that the French were lazy. It's not misogyny. They're French. Yeah, that is definitely a case that could be made. <laughs> we spent all our time making the crisis engine. And apparently the the pinnacle of which is blowing up a bunch of barrels. We spent all that time modeling perfect wine physics. <laughs> uh, I don't know what... I mean, there's already like some sort of crisis sequel announced i got the impression that that crisis wasn't that excited it did it did pretty well it sold over a million copies really i think it was like what they call the long tail though it's not like they came out of the gate selling a million copies it took a couple months but still a million copies a million copies yeah that's especially with pc pirating being what it is where it's like three weeks before the game is released you can download the whole thing well, anybody who has the like rig that can run Crisis, they're down with paying. I don't think that's true at all. In fact, I think it's like the more money you're willing to spend on a computer, the more likely you are to be the type of person that just pirates everything. I guess that's true. I don't really have any evidence to support that, but anecdotally, just from like what the internet shows me, that seems to be the case. 
There was be- something on like a podcast, like GFW, like one of those podcasts a while back, where they just went over the downloads in one day of popular PC games, and it was beyond ridiculous. It was like Assassin's Creed was like six hundred thousand downloads in one day off this torrent site. That is crazy. Yeah. And you wonder why PC gaming is, uh, you know, not as popular as it could be. Yeah. Like, everybody Thanks, talks about guys. it like, nobody wants to spend the time or the, invest the energy. I think it's more from a development side. People don't want to lose money making games for this platform. Yeah, it's like, oh, I only spent $10 million on this game. <laughs> that. The- like, but people are doing that with the Xbox, too. Like, I, had, yeah. I know this guy, and I always talk to him, and he seems to play every game. And then finally he revealed, he was like, oh, yeah, I have the hacked Xbox. I just download all of them. Yeah, there's some guy in the WoW Guild. I don't remember who it was, but he was like, should I get an Xbox or a PS3? And we were like, blah, 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 blah. If you like all this stuff, he's like, but on the Xbox, I can just download the games. And I was like, you stop talking now. (laughs) Here I am trying to get you're out of the Kung Fu scientists. Yeah, we are an exclusive club. Sort of. We need a couple more people. <laughs> more than six. Yes. We're either exclusive or unpopular. We're going with exclusive. Well, exclusive implies intent. <laughs> oh, is it time to end this this video game podcast? Yes, but oh, I, I feel positive about this. We talked about the important things that are going on in the video game industry. I had one more note written down, and that is I want Mass Effect for PC, but I am unwilling to buy it because yeah. I already bought it. <laughs> but it sounds really cool. What's, did they added a bunch of crap, didn't they? I mean, it, it sounds like a different experience in certain regards. Yeah. I mean, I would almost be willing to buy it just because they made the interface what it should have been. And, you know, this is like the PC is Bioware's home. Yes. That's that's their roots. You knew they were going to... Yeah. But uh, it's so much later. Like, it's Mass Effect has been out since Christmas. Yeah. It's you been, like, almost seven months. And, I mean, I can understand... I mean, part of... I'm, I'm sure part of the consideration was they couldn't develop for two platforms in parallel. It was just, you know, too costly to have that much manpower invested in the game. But you... Like, you can't make people wait that long unless you're going to have, you know, people who are really devoted to PCs and just don't have an Xbox. But, I don't know. That's hardcore. If you waited for the PC version of uh, Mass Effect, props to you. Some people did. So, uh, they're getting the marginally better experience. I heard they still didn't fix some things. Like, if your inventory is full, you have to deconstruct like omni gel all the leftover items which is stupid and inventory restrictions are generally pretty stupid and just the sheer it wouldn't be a problem if the the game didn't throw sheer amount of garbage at you that it did like (laughs) when people always complain it's like how come i kill that orc and i can't take his sword this is why (laughs) because you get through a firefight in mass effect it's like oh great here's 17 garbage pistols well, I feel like that, that was just a reminder about Omnigels. Because I always got into the situations in the, um, oh, whatever they called the tank, where yeah. I needed to repair it. And if I didn't have those 399 Omnigels that I cleaned out, 
I would have been in trouble. Yeah. So um, I mean, at least there was a reason to have Omnigel. Or, like, if you didn't feel like hacking, even though hacking was so crazy easy. I They changed it for the PC. I don't know exactly how, but it's not like the Simon Says game anymore. Really? I don't know. I don't know how much effort I'm willing to put into mini games. Like, they're usually a bad idea. Like, the Bioshock mini game was okay for a while, and after a while you were like, I'm just going to shoot the turrets. <laughs> I've played enough Pipe Dream. It was nostalgic for a bit, but now I'm... And it's just the immersion. It kills the immersion for me. Yeah. Whatever. I guess this is over. Well and truly, we're going to bless the rains down in Africa Take while we kill some zombies that are not, they're not black anymore. Well, some of them are. But they're also white. Maybe it's like, Asians. Dude, yeah, some, some are Arabs. They're like, we always, we, we sent some researchers down there, dude. Totally. They've got like some doctored photos of their, uh, their uh, guys, they like set the bait, the date back on the digital camera. They're like shaking hands with African tribesmen. <laughs> like, dude, this was like six months ago. We're not racist. Yeah. What can you do? It's I kind of wish it was I wish it was Haiti still like all the rumors were saying cuz makes perfect sense. The birthplace of the zombie. Well, yeah, they they couldn't but uh, make things associated with the imagery that they did. Like, what was the alternative? Like, yeah, well, yeah, just Resident Evil, people said that. They were like, why don't you have a black protagonist? But it's just like, the Resident Evil series is so bloated it's like you can't just keep introducing new characters there's way too many 
Well, yeah, that, I mean, a ton of people were saying that. They were like, why doesn't he just have a black sidekick? And I'm like, people are going to react negatively to that, too. But the new sidekick is kind of hot. <laughs> All right, I guess that maybe we could just finish with that. Put some pictures up on the blog. Oh, really? What? No, but that was like our vindication. <laughs> we were like, we were towing the line. <laughs> that was what was going to prevent people from arguing about this for the rest of their lives. Because <laughs> no matter what you say about Resident Evil 5, somebody is going to get cranky in your direction. <laughs> I don't know. I just figured if we presented our our moderated argument. Yeah, well, Joel, I really wish you were still recording so I could put that in and we could not catch flack over it. But whatever. I'll just... Yeah, it's true. <laughs> oh, well. Then you will have plenty of ammo in the next coming days. <laughs> <laughs>